Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. The subject today that I'm about to talk about, it's very important. It's not something that we theorize about. It's good to talk about it. It's good to learn about it. But if you want to benefit from it, it's doing. It's from doing. The, the Christian walk is most, if you want to benefit most from the Christian walk, is by doing. You have to do. This is for someone who has not believed in Jesus Christ. It will not benefit you. So if you are here and you have not met Jesus, your Lord and Savior, it's, it's that serious. You need Jesus. I am going on the assumption that we are all believers and we believe in Jesus. Praise the Lord. So last week, oh, let me jump back. When I was here last time, we were talking about small groups. Last week, Greg was talking about Acts chapter 12, how Peter was delivered from death through the prayers of the saints. Actually, in Acts, Acts chapter 12, verse 5, it says that how constant prayer, how prayer was made by who? By the church. For who? For Peter. Unto who? Unto God. And we know what happened. But today we need to read Acts chapter number 13, verse number 1 to 3. This is the NIV version, and it says, Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. And, and you need to pay attention when, when you are reading some of these things. You, you don't need to jump. It says, and then it begins to mention some of them, the five, five, five guys. And it says, there is Barnabas, then Simeon, that was called Niger. If you, if you go into living translation or other versions will tell you that was called the black man and Lucius of Cyrene and Manaen who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch other versions will tell you that he was a close command or childhood friend of, of Herod the Tetrarch while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting everyone say fasting he says, while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Ghost said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Now, you see, today I don't have time to talk about the bigness or the, how small or the size, rather, of Antioch. Today I'm not venturing into talking about these men that we have heard about you. I, I think most of them you know. We are not going to debate about whether, whether Simeon was black or not. We are not going to talk about the, the color of, of Lucius of Cyrene. We are not going to talk about Saul of Tarsus today. We are talking about something that they were doing together. Praise the Lord. These men, irrespective of their backgrounds, the Bible talks about, that, about the fact that they were prophets and teachers. So it's, it's not about the status. It's not about what they were, who they were. But it matters what they were doing. The Bible says that they were worshipping 
and they were fasting. I know when, when we just start talking about fasting, I see sad faces. Can you give me a smile? <laughs> Thank you. That helps. So you can, you can get the gist that I'm, I'm about to talk about fasting, right? It's very important that we, we don't... Let me lay, lay this foundation that we don't need to wait for disasters to strike for us to pray. You don't have to wait for conditions to be so messy for you to fast. You don't have to be, to be, to be forced by the situation or by the circumstances. They don't have to be that negative for you to, to fast or pray. We'll talk about when later, but let's, let's talk about this. So what is fasting, really? I think, I think we all know what, what it is, but I, I'm just going to, to give the definition that I think is, is most appropriate. Fasting, it is, it is abstinence from food for a period of time. So I'm hitting, if you hear my, my, my voice going up, it's a key word, right? <laughs> so, so for a period of time, so that you give an uninterrupted time to pray and study the word of God. So I, I think I've touched a few things. So there is a conscious effort. It's a deliberate action that you do on your part to abstain from food, right? You, you are telling yourself that I'm not going to eat for such, such a time. And when you do that, you are trying to subdue the voices of the body. You are taking mastery over the body and give attention to the activities that build up the spirit. In other words, they, I've put the end there for a, for a reason. In other words, if you just go take away the food, it's a hunger strike, right? You are not just taking away the food. There is taking away of the food because you want to give an uninterrupted attention to prayer and studying of the word of God. Praise the Lord. Is that clear? So is that important that the key is actually, it's called, let me, let me put the word resistance. You are resisting the cravings of the body. So the body has voices. It has cravings. It has appetites. So what you are doing is suppressing by taking away one of the key things that the body wants, which is food. And the reason you are doing it is because you want to connect to God. I will tell you why we are doing it. Why, is, why it is very necessary to do it. Why it is very, very necessary to do it. It's imperative. I'll give us in, in a layman's language, right? So fasting is me on, on, a, on a good day. Uh, and I make a determination. And I say, look, I'm not going to eat uh, my lunch and my, my dinner. Um, and I want to take away some time. And uh, I just want to pray and maybe read, read the scriptures. And on that day, my wife comes up with the best meal that I want. <laughs> and you, you, can, you can tell from what is coming from the kitchen, right? That's, that's, that's really what I want. And 
all of a sudden it's the, the, the appetite is heart heightened you know, you know, you know? Your, your cravings are, are, are so 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 good and, and they're so high and your friends they are offering meals for free on that day I, I'm just taking you through what it is in practice <laughs> right so what I'm trying to tell you is that fasting this is a discipline and it's not easy I'm not going to sugarcoat or con you into it. I want you to do, when you do it, you know what you are going to, ex to expect, right? So why is fasting that necessary? Why is it that necessary? So if you read in Matthew chapter number 6, verse number 16, the Lord himself, so when he's talking about the, the godly living, when he was talking to his disciples, he, 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 he constructs his sentences about fasting in this way. He, he does not say, I will start with this, what he does not say. He does not say, if you fast. And I think English speakers, you know well that there is a difference. <laughs> if, if I say, when you fast. And if you fast, right? When it's a matter of time. So he says, when you fast. So he puts it as an expectation that it should happen. When you fast. So I'm telling you that because you have been brought to Christianity. And the Bible actually puts that there is a connection between prayer and fasting. And the Bible requires you to pray always. Fasting is one of the things that you or we rather should do. Now... There are many biblical examples of men and women that have taken this discipline, that have done fastings. I will talk about, it, about that later. But I want you to know as a reason, it is why you should also fast. It's, you will not be the first one. <laughs> there are lots of people that have done the fastings. And the Bible has talked about testimonies of such men. Among us, if you walk around and ask men that have done it, they will give you testimonies of what has happened to them. Fasting is necessary because it tempts the body. It tempts the body. You are, putting, you are subduing the body. You are putting the body under. And you are heightening your senses, the, 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 the spiritual senses. So your physical, your, 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 your five senses which are not that important anyways, I mean, when it comes to spiritual things, uh, they, they, are, they, are, they are lowered, and your spiritual senses are heightened. That's why fasting is important. One of the things that is very undeniable is that when you fast, you are functioning your spirit to hear the word or the voice of God more clearly. So, the disruptions the interference of the cravings of the body, they are away, they are gone, they are lowered rather, but because you are engaging in activities such as prayer and studying the word of God, at that time, your spiritual senses are heightened. It's more easy to now hear the voice of God. So, I would clarify this by saying, Fasting will not make God listen to you. 
Rather, it makes you easy, it, it gives you easy access to his voice. You can hear his voice. Ability to listen to his voice is granted to you. In other words, you give yourself an opportunity to listen to the, word, to, to the voice of God, to the direction of God. Fasting is not to change God. You cannot change God. He said, I am God and I cannot change. Period. So you are not fasting and praying to change God, but rather, oh my God, what fasting does, it changes you. You are the one that changes. So you are actually the beneficiary of the fast. Fasting does not benefit God. Can I hear an amen? amen. It benefits you because the benefits or the advantages associated with fasting, such as hearing God's word or his voice, is accruing to you. It's credited to your account, bangers. Hmm? You hear with clarity. It's, it's easy if I, if I, I'll give you an example of, of, my, of mine. I've, I've done some fastings. So it has been introduced to me, this fasting, at a younger age and obviously I messed up a lot, a lot of things and the doctrine or the teaching was not as good as, as, as you are hearing it now, right? <laughs> because I even thought that even swallowing my, my, my saliva was, was, you know, was breaking a fast. So that's how hard it was. So everyone, at the end of every semester, everyone was rushing to go home, but I, you know, made, made a a conscious decision that every time I take my days of fasting before I leave college. So, and this was so important because I was about to leave the college and I about to leave my four years in this city and I had done so much spiritually, I invested so much spiritually and I was so at crossroads and I had finished. So the fasting really was not because I, 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 didn't, I was praying for a job. No, I, I was one of the first people in our class to, to get the job, uh, or even many offers before, before I left college. So it was not about that. So I was not under, you know, press conditions, but it was, I needed spiritual direction. So a friend of mine, I told my friend, let's fast. But what we are going to do is that we are going to shut our door. No one goes in, goes out for seven days right and and we are not eating so we closed our doors and we began to pray <laughs> this this is where i always bring the impartiality of god god is so impartial and and you know while i'm talking about this and you you're hearing that it's about doing it's about work no you, you have to rely remember you are a christian you you rely on god's grace right there is a grace of god in this so we are praying and we are praying for, for things. We are praying for our future. We are praying for, for, for our wives. We are praying for our children. We are praying for lots of things. Right? Just as these men were doing in Acts chapter number 13. The Bible says they were worshipping the Lord and they were fasting. I will never forget this. So at the end, day 7, and, and the, Lord, the Lord spoke to me. This is why I was saying, when you are praying and fasting, why it's important is that you hear the voice of God so clearly. And why I'm saying this so much is that you should be tired as a Christian to be told about God. Because I'm telling you, God is more interesting 
more interested in having a personal relationship with you. He is not far. The Bible says he is near. He says, draw unto me and I will draw near unto you. God has, has it, he has to have a meaning for you. So, so he said something amazing to me. He says, begin to see yourself as I see you. That's it. I'm like, that's it for seven days? <laughs> God is referring me to his word. He's referring me to his word. I'm telling you, it was not that important at the time. It didn't have that meaning. But I, I told my friend, I said, look, this is what the Lord said. And we wrote it down. But that night, in a vision, I saw a man praying for me and my friend. But I knew the face. I knew the man. So this man was one of our lecturers. And I knew he was an elder at, at, a, at a local church. So he was praying for us. He was laying hands for, on, 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 on us. And so I woke up and I said to my friend, we have to go. <laughs> I saw a man. This is the answer. So we went to, we, we, we didn't even have phones, by the way. So we just budged. We just went to, to where he lived. We knocked and we, we talked. He knew us anyway. So he said, look, you don't know that we are saved, but we, we are saved. But um, last night when we were praying, the Lord has directed us to you. So, so he began to talk to us. And so... The, the answer, God spoke, in other words, God spoke to us. We began to hear God's voice because of that fasting. It does not mean that God does not speak or he waits for you to fast. But sometimes we are too busy on our gadgets. We are too busy on, on this and that. The, the business of life is taking over and we are not listening and we are not wanting to, to hear about the direction of our life. What he told me on what he laid hands and said in prayer is for me. I will not share all this, but I want to tell you that it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. And I guarantee you that it will be an awesome experience for you as well. Moving on, one of the, one of the important things of, pray, of, of fasting and praying is that it is a spiritual exercise. So if we read in 1 Timothy chapter number 4, verse number 8, here is what it says. It says, for bodily exercise profits a little. Right? So all the running, I'm telling you, I've been running for close to 365 days. Uh, so I started running 1st first, first of August uh, last year, 5 kilometers every day. So what the Bible is telling me that all that I'm doing, it's, it's, it's profiting me just a little but then it's showing me a more excellent way and he says but godliness if you read the amplified it says spiritual training it said godly exercise he says godly exercise is profitable for all things having the promise that is now and that is to come so it's important to exercise your spirit so fasting is one of the godly exercise is exercising godliness so what shall we say about these things when do you when do you have to fast when is the question so fasting is one of the things that you don't have a scripture that specifically says pray fast for seven days fast for three days fast for two days or one day god and i believe right now as i'm, I'm speaking that god will begin to give you promptings um 
and some of you, he will prompt you to do fasting. Some of you, he will prompt you to pray, like I said last week. I believe, I, I'm, I'm, I have this conviction that there are people that, that, that are among us that have not been engaging in prayer or in this discipline of praying and fasting. And God is wakening you up. He's, 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 he's nudging. He's, he's, he's scratching you. He's, he's, he's whispering. He's beginning to whisper, to whisper in, in your ear to say, this is the way. So fasting is, is something that you determine. It's something that you determine. You, you say, me. Can you say, I didn't hear you, me. So it's you. You determine when to fast. Like I said, you don't have to wait for disaster to strike. The Bible talks of an evil day in Ephesians chapter number, number 6. It's talked about, when it, before it just talks about the, the, the taking the whole armor of God, it talks about that you may be able to stand in an evil day. You don't have to wait for an evil day for you to fast and pray. You can do it. It's something that you determine. You can do it even tomorrow. You can do it even next week. But also, it's something that the church or our leaders can tell us to do. They can say, let's fast and pray for so many days. It's such, such a time. You can decide to do it as a life group. A life group leader may tell you as a group, we are fasting. Or as a team, or with your friends. But generally, it's something that you determine. And the spirit, because when we are walking in the spirit, the Bible says, they that are led of the spirit, these are the sons of God. When you are led of the Spirit, the Spirit of God can give you promptings, like I said. But when you don't, those promptings, if you ignore them continuously, if you keep ignoring them, sometimes they, they don't come anymore because you keep ignoring them, right? So some, some of the things, some of the ways that God, God speaks to us is by placing godly desires in our hearts. God will give you a desire to fast. God will give you a grace a willingness to just fast. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. There, there were days when I was, I was just eating. After eating, every time I, I finished eating, I felt like just raising my hands. I knew that was my grace to pray. <laughs> after it, I'm telling you, don't ask me how it's just, it was just weird. After putting the last piece of meat in my mouth, I feel like raising my hands. <laughs> what a weird thing. But God works in different ways with each and every one of us. So you, we can't put him in a box, right? I'll give us a few examples in the Bible of men and women who did the fasting, right? I'll, I'll, I'll be fast about it. So Jesus, you know about Jesus, 40 days and 40 nights, he, he, he went and, and, and fasted and, and prayed. Um, that you can get in Matthew 4, verse 1 to 17, Mark 1, 12 to 13, and Luke for 1 to 14. Paul and Barnabas, not just here where we have prayed in, in Acts chapter number 13, in Acts chapter number 14, verse 23, you can, you can see the scripture on, on, on the projector, and the Bible says, and when they had ordained them, the elders, in, in, in every church, and had prayed and fasted, they, were, they, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. You will see that in the New Testament as well, they are continuing with prayer and fasting. Nehemiah, he mourned and fasted uh, when he learned about the, the destruction or that the, the, the walls of, of, of uh, Jerusalem were broken. You can read Nehemiah 1, um, uh, chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. 
he was showing his grief. You can read about Ezra. Ezra was praying for the protection of, of Israel when they were you know, making a trek, a journey from Babylon to Jerusalem, uh, which was about 900, 900 miles, and he was praying for, for God's protection. Ezra 8, uh, verse 21 to 23, Jonah, when he pronounced the judgment of God to the city of Nineveh, the Bible tells us the king thereof, he went into sackcloth and he was set in dust, and then he pronounced the fast to the whole, to the whole city. And, and we know what happened. Uh, so they did it in repentance. You, you can read Jonah 3, verse 10. The, the Bible also talks about um, when in Judges, in Judges chapter 20, verse 26, the Israelites, they, they, they fasted after losing men in a battle of two, uh, you know, in a, in a space of two days, about 40,000 men. They went into fasting, and the following day they gained victory. Um, this number, the seventh thing that, that you, can, you, can, you can see in the Bible as well is, is they, they did when they worshipped him and, and they, as an act of worship they, fast, they fasted but this specifically talks about an 84 year old lady uh, by the name of uh, Anna the, the Bible in Luke, in Luke 2.37 is prophetess Anna uh, she was that old and, but she was still, still uh, engaging in prayer the Bible says she never left the temple but worship day and night, fasting and praying. You are surprised that I didn't even talk about Daniel, right? There are lots, that's, that's to give you an, an insight that there are lots of examples in the Bible. So you won't be the last person. Now, in conclusion, I want us to, I want to visit the concept that I said at the beginning. James had to write about this. He talks, if you, if you go and read in James chapter number 1, verse 22 to about 25, James, he writes and he says, if you hear and you do not do, in other words, you are a forgetful hearer, you are not doing. He says, you are like a man who looks at himself in a mirror. And after looking, we forget what, of, what manner of man or your face, you, you can forget it. He says, just hearing is not profitable. In other words, that's, that's what he's saying. But the Bible says, he who looks into the perfect law of liberty. In other words, you are looking at the word of God. And then you do it. You do it. Listen to the last words. He says, he will be blessed in his doing. There is an empowering in doing. So this subject, what we have just been talking, prayer and fasting, it's not about listening. It's not about theory. It's not about just talking about it with, good, with friends. It's about doing. So I pray today in the name of the Lord Jesus that God will grant you grace, grace to do his word. That God will grant you wisdom to walk into, into the divine activities, into prayer and fasting in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.